0: head over to Lokstudy.com and download your free copy of the case study today. You'll find actionable insights and practical tips that Chris used to close 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals and how you can too. Don't miss out. Go check it out right now. Visit Lokstudy.com and download your free copy today. Thanks. Hey, hey, listeners. Boys and girls jeff zimfer your humble host of the mortgage marketing radio podcast thanks for showing up i appreciate you spending some time with me however frequent or infrequent you do if you're new listener let me know jump into our private facebook group if you've been around and you've been liking the content and you want more or you got a question you want to ask me anything go to our private facebook group You go to Facebook, you type in Mortgage Marketing Radio and you should see the private group come up for the podcast. We got a couple questions to ask you to make sure you are indeed in the mortgage and real estate space as a practitioner. We'd love to have you come join the group. So that's what you do more access to me, to us, to what we're doing and jump in quick because I'm going to be going live through the rest of the second half of December, sharing a lot of great content, special guests and stuff. So make sure you join us in the private Facebook group. I'd love to see you there. Okay. So this episode, we are talking about Google and specifically your Google business profile. Uh, Google has once again, changed the name. From Google My Business to Google Business Profile. Yes, isn't that dramatically amazing? (laughs) Woo! (laughs) So um, there's a lot of misinformation when it comes to marketing, digital marketing, right? Social media. And Google is one of those areas, particularly the Google Business Profile and what helps you rank and show up in local search. There's a lot of misinformation out there. And of course, the Google business profile is one of the classes that we allow our members, our mortgage professionals to teach to real estate agents, virtually and in person in our pro membership. By the way, if you want to learn more about that, go to MortgageMarketing.Pro. But anyway, it gives our mortgage professionals a platform to um, get in front of real estate agents, add value by simply sharing the information we've put together in a very shareable, repeatable form for them. Uh, so that's what that's for. And one of the classes, as I said, is Google, used to be called Google My Business, now it's called How to Show Up in Local Search, the new Google Business Profile. And because there's a lot of misinformation out there about Google, for example, um, I wanted to, I'm a big, like, I want to find out the truth, right? My title here, self-acclaimed title is Chief Truth Teller at the Mortgage Marketing Radio, and I love to bring the truth. Not hearsay, not hype, not urban legends, but actual data-backed truth. And so that's the Uh, genesis behind today's episode. My special guest Joy Hawkins is a Google business, I would dare I say, subject matter expert. Um, She is an agency owner and she's been working in the local SEO industry since 2006. She is a Google, Google top contributor, right? And she spends a lot of time managing Google ad accounts and she's certified in both Google search and display. And they do a lot of testing at her agency to discover the truth versus the rumor. And I've been reading her blog. We're gonna put a link in the show notes to all her information, which is sterlingsky.ca. And then she's also got a training site that's in the show The show note links there as well, localu.org, that's local the letter u.org. Um, so check that out as well if you wanna get more of your own self-education on this. Uh, but I wanted to have her here to kind of unpack some of the myths, the rumors, misinformation about ranking in Google and what actually affects or impacts your ranking in the local Google business search. You know, your Google business profile that shows up in the right-hand side that should have your picture, it's got reviews, it's got a map link and stuff like that. So I think you, like I, might be surprised by some of the truth when it comes to what impacts your ability to show up in local search and the one thing that actually impacts it the most. What is it? You're gonna have to stay tuned and listen to what she shares. Okay, so. Let's get into this great conversation. I'd love to know your feedback on this and if you wanna go deeper on Google, jump into our Facebook group, let's have a conversation there. Uh, But without any further hesitation, let's get into this week's show. Hey Joy, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. You bet, thanks for being here. And why don't we do this just for the listeners, quick setup, who is Joy Hawkins? What is she all about? What do you do? <laughs>
1: yeah, um, well, I own a uh, local SEO agency. Um, we are in Canada and the U.S., so we have employees in both countries, um, and we serve small businesses of all various types. Lots of uh, real estate agents, lawyers, insurance agents, things like that. Um, and I've been working in the industry since 2006.
0: Awesome! Thank you so much. So, as you know, I you know shared with you right before we hit record is I wanted to kind of have a you know level the field, set the stage. Conversation about Google Business Profile, um, but I thought it would make sense to, just just to make sure every, we're all on the same page. If you could, in a in a the simplest way, you know how to explain what is a Google Business Profile and why should it be relevant for our audience?
1: Yeah, so it's um, basically Google's platform for any small business where your customers are local to you. So if you are like, for example, a plumber where you go out to your customers, but you only travel to a certain area. Obviously, um, it's only feasible to drive so far. You would be considered um, in that field. And then also, if you own like a brick and mortar, like I think of a pizza shop or a bank or, um, you know, real estate office, anything that's got an actual physical address, um, this listing is essentially what shows up when people search for your business name on Google. And it usually, you know, it's got a map pin. So it's You people can get driving directions, usually has reviews and photos and lots of other things
0: as well. Okay, great. Thank you. Just for those that are listening and we're unsure. Um, And it's interesting. Some people have a Google business profile and they don't know it. I'm sure you've seen that, right? So why is that? How does that happen?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, if Google only relied on people to submit their own information, they would have a very uh, small, inaccurate database. (laughs) So they get information about businesses from a variety of sources. And a lot of times we'll create listings for businesses that uh, don't have them. And they also let users submit businesses too. So like, you know, if I notice a new pizza joint in my town and they don't have a clue what Google is, or (laughs) like they're not checking it, they uh, haven't submitted a profile yet. I can actually create a listing for them.
0: Mm, interesting okay yeah because i find oftentimes when i'm working with some people they're like i don't even know if i have one you know and we'll type their name in and that will come up right with nothing Mm -hmm. looks totally void and empty which isn't doing them any favors um how important though knowing our audience is mortgage and real estate how important is having a fully optimized and set up google business profile today
1: yeah, it's huge. I mean, on one hand, it's it's a way that you can get leads. So, you know, people searching for real estate agents near you, um, you're not going to show up there if you don't have a listing. <laughs> so that's one thing. And then I would say the other one is just branding. So, like, you know, if somebody's researching you, trying to figure out like, should I work with this person? Are they reputable? Uh, it's a place where you can have some control over what they see and kind of just make sure that you're actually paying attention to who's reviewing you and you know, are you responding? Are you monitoring that? um, there's just so many different applications for it.
0: Um, okay. So, um, on your blog page, and we're going to put links to your, your website and all that kind of stuff in the show notes for those who hear stuff and they want to continue reading. Um, let me, let me start here is where do you see the most common errors of people when it comes to their Google business profile?
1: Hmm. Well, for real estate specifically, um, the biggest thing that we see is real estate agents will, um, set up listings all using the office address. And this is a huge problem. Um, so we do a lot of audits for realtors, and we find like, you know, 40, 50 or more agents all registered using their office address. Um, sounds like I know in some states they even have like rules around this. So, you know, in, in some cases there's not much you can do there, but we always advise agents to use their home address. Um, mainly because Google allows you to hide it so you don't have to like have your home address publicly listed on Google, but their um, Google's algorithm, the, the thing that determines who ranks for what, they filter out listings that are similar. So if you've got 50 agents all using the same address, somebody searching near that address for real estate agents is gonna get one, maybe two of those agents and the rest all get filtered.
0: So it's interesting you say using your home address naturally some people balk at that and I know Mm -hmm. you just mentioned So is that something new they added to allow you to hide your address?
1: No, it's been an option for a long time I think just originally when people thought of that they thought of the plumber, you know They thought of the guy that works out of his home doesn't have an office But like it applies to so many other industries real estate definitely being one of them um, Because most realtors they do work out of an office, but they also work out of their home um like my agency's listing, for example, is set up using my home address because we are all remote. We don't have an office. So there's a lot of business types that it applies to.
0: And your address does not show on your profile? Not at all. And that doesn't affect search ranking.
1: It does. So like, for example, let's say you are a real estate agent in Chicago, but you don't live in Chicago. You live in Naperville. And so you set up your listing using Naperville. You won't rank in Chicago. So that's kind of the downside. You will rank in Naperville um it is based on where the address is it's just that address is something only google can see so the average user searching on google won't be able to see your home address or get driving directions or anything like that
0: and um when you choose to hide your address it's clearly it's not showing up on your profile in when Correct. you search uh, but did you are there is there any negative to that because i think a lot of people are used to kind of seeing an address any concerns there
1: yeah. I mean, not, not really, um, that you won't have a driving direction button. You won't have a map pin. There's a couple like little aesthetic things that are different. Um, but overall, like the reason why we recommend it is just because it is so hard to compete. Um, we had a, a real estate agent I was working with that had, I think a thousand reviews. He was the number two real estate agent in the the particular country he was in. And he wasn't showing up because of this reason there was like 90 something real estate agents using the same address. He was one of them. So like he was doing all these things, he's this massive agent, huge team, and this was his problem. So it's it's really a problem that I don't suggest uh, fighting.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. and I know I recently went through a setup with somebody and that is when you're setting up your profile, I believe there's a call to action to hide your address on that form. Yep. Yeah. yeah, for
1: sure. Okay. You can also clear it off if you already have a listing set up and it's got your address on it. um, You can clear it and hide it. So um, that's doable as well.
0: Interesting. Okay, great. Good info. I'm glad we cleared that up because I got that question a lot. Um, Let's then, all right, let's just go down the list in terms of like your usual best recommendations for real estate or mortgage professionals in terms of profile optimization.
1: Yeah. So categories isn't a huge thing. There's like, I think three major categories that we see apply to real estate specifically. So Um, There is a real estate agent category. There's a real estate agency category. They're pretty similar. And then there's, I think, another one for commercial real estate. Um, I don't remember how many there are for mortgage brokers, but I think there's a couple. Yeah,
0: there's just a couple. And it's like mortgage mortgage broker, I think.
1: So it's not nearly as convoluted as other industries we work in. So that's good. Um, As far as your name goes, like how to list your name, that's something we see done wrong a lot. Um, so we usually suggest listing the brokerage name. I was actually talking to someone about this, uh, it was yesterday and they didn't list their, their brokerage name. And I said, you know, there's a lot of people, let's say you work for Keller Williams, a lot of people search for Keller Williams or Keller Williams agent. And I don't know who these people are. I just see that there's search volume, but one thought is that, you know, agents get commissioned if they refer out of state, you know, sales to other agents that work for the same company, so I know that's uh, true for my mother-in-law who works for, or she, she did work for Keller Williams. If she, if I was to buy a house, I'm nowhere near her, and I used a Keller Williams agent that she referred to me, she would get commission. Right. So people search on Google for like, oh, you know, give me a Keller Williams agent in the city. Um, so it's a lot of missed traffic, I guess. A lot of agents don't think about that. Um, and then also just making sure that you list like your name, your um, you can use the word realtor, depending, like as long as it's um, prominently used on your logo and your website and stuff. Um, if you're you know able to um, come up with a name for your brokerage, like if you haven't gotten to that point yet where you're trying to think of like what your team's name is, um, including something that has the word real estate in it is a really good idea.
0: <laughs> All right. So just to be clear, so in your when you're setting up your name, if I heard you correctly, you, including the brokerage name is helpful and important. Um, but also including the word real estate in there, because that's a searchable
1: thing. Yeah. So let's say, for example, I'm setting up a listing for myself and I work for Keller Williams. I would want to be like Joy Hawkins, uh, Toronto real estate team. Let's say that's the name of the team. Um, and then, you know, Keller Williams agent. Um, okay. The name of the team I know like varies. Some people can control that and some people can't. But if you're like just coming up with one, you know, having the word real estate in there is is a good idea.
0: Well, I'm looking at one right now. It's, it says Jillian Bachelor, Simply Vegas. Simply Vegas is the bro- brokerage. Mm-hmm. But what would you add to that? Jillian Batchelor, realist realtor, real estate? Is, is, it have to, is it preferable to be one of the categories from Google?
1: Yeah. So like if you can change the, and this is where it gets kind of tricky because Google doesn't want you keyword stuffing. So they'll say like, you're not just allowed to go add words, uh-huh. but if it's part of your name, you're allowed to add it. Right. So we've had some um, conversations with clients where we're like, you know, can we add this to your logo? Can we get it added into your website? Like, can it be kind of get morphed into your business name? Like, is that, you know, as long as there's no rules, cause I know some States have rules on this. So I just want to be really clear. I'm not advising <laughs> to break any of those rules. Um, but yeah, as long as you can get it kind of reflected in your name, um, your real, your real world name as Google would say, um, you're not breaking any of Google's guidelines and it definitely has a ranking benefit.
0: Awesome. All right. So let's then uh, move to keywords. This can be confusing for people. How could they use keywords with with their profile?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, you're not, again, supposed to put it in your business name unless it's um, part of your business name. So that's why I was kind of suggesting like incorporating into your team name, if you can. Um, So you're not supposed to put it there. Uh, Really where you're optimizing for keywords is your website. So your Google business profile is um, ranks, Based mainly on your website, like traditional SEO, all of that stuff applies. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That's not something to just gloss over. <laughs> no. <laughs> Roll back, say it again. Okay.
1: So, like a lot of people think when they fill in this profile, the stuff that they're putting in is what makes them rank. In reality, there's only a few fields that even have any impact on where you rank at all. So, one is your title, like I already mentioned, your business name. Um, one is your categories, which I already mentioned, um, reviews definitely play into it. I don't know if they're a direct ranking factor, but if you have a lot more reviews than other agents in your town, you are naturally going to have more people click on you and that will help your ranking.
0: Um, but the more reviews doesn't necessarily rank you higher.
1: Oh no, not at all. Like, like I said, that thousand review guy, like he, I think his, yeah, his closest competitor didn't even have half the amount of reviews he had. So it is not a race. To see who has the most reviews okay. um, but,
0: but it is social proof kind of like you said
1: sure yeah no you want it because if you rank, then that's a huge you know factor of like who's going to click on you right. um so yeah it, it, and click-through rate is a ranking factor so like the more that people like interact with you the more popular you are it is a popularity contest <laughs> when it comes to google so um that is that is important
0: so by click-through rank you are talking specifically website
1: uh, no, just like clicks on your listing, um, yeah. clicks, but I mean, I would suggest they're clicking on your website or clicking to call you.
0: Um, well, I, I'm going to, I'm going to like control us back here. Cause I definitely want to ask you about the content, the images and stuff on like, is that a click through example?
1: Yeah. Images don't have a huge impact on your click through rate because they're not really visible. Like in order for somebody to see your images, they have to first click through to your profile. And then, you know, I'd say, for some industries, images are super important. Like if you are a restaurant, like images are everything. Um, Real estate, not really. Um, You know, they're not like browsing for houses on on your Google business profile. So um, it's not the same concept. So I'd say like for photos, you'd want to have, you know, a photo of your team, a photo of your office, that type of thing. But like, I see some agents like uploading photos of the houses they sell, and that's a lot to manage. Like Upload and then remove them as you sell them. You definitely don't need to be doing that.
0: Well, there's been people saying, right, I mean, you got to upload mm-hmm. lots of images and stuff. And like Google wants frequency of content. Is that yes. it?
1: not for Google My Business? I'm sorry, Google Business Profile. Um, so for your website, I mean, like, of course, you want your website to have your your recent listings and stuff on there. Like, that's a no-brainer. Um, but there's no like listing feature on your profile. Your profile is about you, your business, not what you're selling. Um, well,
0: I've read stuff that says, you know, take pictures of your office outside. If people are coming by, they'll be able to identify it. Right. Yeah, really?
1: Absolutely. But that's like, that's a one-time thing, right? It's not something you have to do. Like what drives me nuts is like these people that, um, <laughs> this happens a lot. I see in Facebook groups and stuff. They're like, Oh, add three photos a week. And I'm like, what the heck are you adding photos of? Like, what is there to add?
0: Yeah. It's not Zillow. <laughs>
1: right. Well, it's, it's not like. Again, you're not a restaurant, like your, your menu is not changing like it's I don't know.
0: <laughs> that's, a, that's a great point. I'm glad you brought that up. But I don't want to I want to come back to the website if mm-hmm. I correctly. You said one of the biggest factors to your your search ranking is your website. That's connected yes. to your profile. So Correct. let's un- unpack that a little bit.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of people think that they're like these two separate things. And we even sometimes will get people reach out to us. and They're like, we want you to work on our um you know, map pack rankings or a local pack rankings, but we've already got an SEO company. And I'm like, those are not two different things. <laughs> like, That's the same thing. So I'm like, if your SEO company doesn't know anything about Google's profiles and how they work, you need a new SEO company because you are a local business. You need a uh, SEO company that knows both. Um, there is no separation, like how we influence where our clients rank when we are working on them The majority of what we're doing is stuff on their website along with link building. Um, And that's how you move the needle.
0: So I know there's some importance, though, in terms of when it says website on your profile. I was reading earlier something about the page itself, the landing page, where it goes, etc. But but in terms of what drives, though, why so much weight on website link? Like, what if my website sucks? Does Google look at traffic (laughs) on the website or anything or what?
1: I mean, if your website sucks, then you're just not going to likely <laughs> rank very well. Like, I mean, we see, we do see people with really old websites that that do rank well, but like their website still has content on it. It's still readable. It's just, it's ugly. That's, that's um,
0: my question. Is Google yeah. looking for frequency of content over there or traffic or how's it determining, oh, it's a good quality website?
1: Yeah, frequency of content is definitely not a thing. Um, so frequency doesn't really matter. I mean, you want to keep... When we do audits we tell i I did one a couple days ago for a real estate agent and i they have amazing content and i'm like we need to keep this updated because you know if you're talking about like best homes to buy in dallas in 2021 or best neighborhoods um we want to make sure we update that to 2022 and like we go in and make sure like the statistics are relevant and stuff that's not because like we're trying to please google per se we're just trying to keep it um accurate so that users are actually finding what they're supposed to find um, which will eventually, you know, help with with rankings because people aren't going to bounce back to the search results. Um, so that's important. I'm not saying like, you know, the frequency thing to like, just put right. content out there and never update it, but how you know what to update should all be based around what pages are actually getting you uh, people <laughs> to your site. And what, are those people converting? Are they calling you? Are they filling um, out a, a registration form or registering for your site? Um, that's how you should determine what to update. Don't just like, you know, throw stuff at the wall and hope it sticks.
0: Yeah. That's why I was curious, like with, with the link to the website, should it be the homepage versus a CMA page? Like you said, a form to fill out. Is that like a lead capture thing? I should be, you know, like, you know I get what you're saying. It's like, are you already getting activity on one page? But I also think, doesn't it kind of make sense it to, 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 from a direct response standpoint, kind of utilize or leverage that activity rather than just go to my homepage page? which a lot of people's homepages are terrible. There's nothing, there's no opt-in, there's no nothing, right? Don't we want to try and capture some people you think or what?
1: Yeah. So first of all, you should definitely have an opt-in on your homepage if you don't. Yeah, so okay. that, that'll solve that problem. But <laughs> I'd say for most cases we would suggest linking to the homepage because it is the strongest ranking page of your entire site. Okay. Um, most times. So like if you've got a real estate agent, for example, that's got five offices, then usually no, we don't recommend linking all five to your homepage. We look to see, what what page is Google ranking for that town and those queries? And if it's not your homepage, which it usually isn't, then we link to that page instead.
0: Interesting. Very interesting stuff. (laughs) This is both art and science.
1: (laughs) Yes, definitely.
0: All right. That's good info there. Um, Let me keep going down the list here. Check my questions. Uh, We talked about business category URL link, which is the website link uh, we talked about frequency updates. We're, we're crush- Let me talk about this one, which I love because I think you debunked this. If I'm correct, you did some testing regarding geotagging images. <laughs> yes. And I was I was somewhere, oh, I was going to teach this class and some agent who couldn't attend the class, she winds up like messaging me and she's like, first of all, it's, it's not called Google My Business anymore. I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> thank you. But, but then secondly, it's like, oh, you know, you have to geotag your images and this and this and this and all right, so let's debunk this. Geotag- First of all, explain what it is and then let's debunk that.
1: Yeah, so geotags are these lat-long coordinates that get added to photos. So it's a field like hidden behind the scenes, you wouldn't even see it. But uh, Google can definitely read them. You know, lots of other um, devices can read them. Sometimes when you take a picture with your phone these days, they're automatically added. It depends on your privacy settings. So like I could be taking a photo in my backyard and if I have the settings turned on, it's adding the coordinates of my backyard to that photo. Um, so there are like, practical uses for them. But, you know, people have over the years uh, claims that they help your ranking because it helps Google see where you're located. It sounds good in theory, right? Like it does actually make sense. And there's a, a lot of things that I've heard in this industry that make sense that are not true. Mm-hmm. So the Google side, like for your profile, the reason why it was kind of ridiculous. For that, it's like Google already knows where this business is located. They literally have it pinned on a map. Like you don't need to help Google understand where you are. They they literally know the exact address of your business. So you don't have to help them. Mm. Um, But then I thought maybe, you know, like maybe your website, because they don't necessarily have like an exact address matched to your website per se, the way that they do for your listing. But we tested adding geotagged photos, to a bunch of different verticals, like different industries, um, to the sites, to the page that we were linking their Google profile to. Didn't see any impact in ranking either in the organic section or the local pack section. Um, so yeah, like I, I we, we tested a bunch of them, um, no impact across the board.
0: And that's a lot of work. As a matter of fact, if I read correctly, doesn't when you upload the photos, <laughs> Google strips out the packing yeah, yes. anyways, right? So
1: does um, so do a lot of content management systems. Depending on what website platform you're using, a lot of them delete geotags too. Like they can't support them. So like Slack, which we use for instant messaging, they delete geotags. If you send a photo through Slack, the person downloading the photo at the other end doesn't have the geotags on the photo anymore.
0: Really? Wow. So yeah, well, it's
1: just a lot of work for absolutely no impact.
0: All right. So how how precious, I'm trying to come up with the right word, every, you know, the Google three pack, right? That's like, oh, like the, the perception, at least for me is like, that's the Holy Grail, the Google three pack. Mm-hmm. So is that or not, you know, when it, when it comes to being selected first, you got to get show up and search to even be chosen, but then any data on Google three pack versus, you know, the profile on the right side there in terms of clicking.
1: Yeah. So I love um, working actually in the real estate industry because you you really can't just take one approach because there's a lot of searches that don't trigger a three-pack. So uh, what we generally find is things like homes for sale. There's no three-pack. There's no local listings showing up there. It's all organic. Um, Whereas like real estate agent or realtor or like Keller Williams agent or things like that, those return local pack results. So you kind of got to think of like your strategy. You really need to target both but like focus more on um, organic stuff for like the homes for sale terms, they don't convert as well, but they get more traffic. So it's like, you, you really want it all. Um, but usually we prior- prioritize the real estate agent terms because those are the highest converting.
0: Um, let me pivot for a second. Um, what about uh, reviews? I've heard if tell me if this is true or not, or something like when somebody's leaving you with a review, you know, Oh, make sure they put your name in it or whatever. Cause that helps as well with search. Tell me about that.
1: We're doing a test on this right now. It's not done. So I don't want to like misspeak, but we will not be not. publishing. <laughs> we will be publishing that. Cause that is another thing I've heard a lot and I'm very skeptical about. Um, I'm also skeptical that you can actually control it. Like we've tried and it's like, you can't really tell your customers what to type. It's it's crazy. Um, yes.
0: Yes. Yeah. It's like, so hey, it's this this exact yeah. thing. just just cut and paste, right? <laughs>
1: yeah. No, it's yeah, but we stay tuned. I will definitely be releasing something next year once once we got the um data on that um because we've been doing some testing around reviews quite a few.
0: Yeah, and of course that seems to be where, where everybody's drawn to is reviews, right? And I I I tend to, you know, probably promote that heavily too in terms of the importance. Like like when I'm working with real estate agents, they're either going to have well, not enough reviews because five is not enough for this one particular agent I know who's already sold 156 homes this year, right? Yeah, it, But her reviews are heavily on Zillow. Um, so I assume d- does Google also scrape Zillow for any ranking? Yeah.
1: Usually it comes up like when you search for the agent by name, they have what's called a knowledge panel. So it's a fancy word that we use for like the basically the profile, the Google business profile, but when you're the only one that shows up, so if somebody searches your name, it's not likely you're going to get a three pack of like three listings. You're going to get just your listing and then you see way more details on it.
0: All right, I'm going to so, do this right now. I'm going to do a screen share. I'll show there you you go. what I've been talking about. So this is a knowledge profile over here?
1: Uh, nope, the right. So where it says five Google reviews, that whole thing, like it's boxed in, yeah. that is a knowledge
0: panel. This is a knowledge panel also called your profile.
1: Yep, Yeah. It's, um, the profile is like the listing, but like the knowledge panels, when it like shows up to the right, like this, and you'll see like down there, if you scroll down, there's like reviews from the web, right. um, it's kind of interesting actually that they're not pulling in Zillow there, uh, cause they usually do, but it says Facebook and like, that's usually where, um, you will see other reviews show up. Interesting. They don't show up in your review count. So like where it's five reviews on Google, that's strictly your Google reviews um, up at the top. But like the reviews from the web section, that can get populated by third-party sites.
0: Exactly. I've seen that. And that's usually pushed further down. And what I'm curious about is, you know, in terms of the, usually it's on mobile anyways for most people, right? When they're doing this. Um, Like those, to me, those reviews that get pushed down from third-party sites, I don't know, like the percentage of people that actually see that.
1: Yeah. I mean, the one great thing about Zillow is like, you look to the left there, they get the gold star ratings. So like that gold star feature, um, is really powerful. So we usually tell people to focus on, uh, review sites that get those, like not all review sites have those.
0: Um, so if you, if you're advising somebody on how to divvy up their reviews, usually I I tell them is to give the customer, you know, no more than three choices. And I'm leaning more towards like for real estate anyways, and mortgage is, um, Google and and Zillow, if you have a presence on Zillow.
1: Yeah. I mean, you got to prioritize like what you get leads from, right? So if you get a lot of leads from Zillow, then obviously you don't want to leave it alone and not get reviews there. So, um, you know, I kind of base it around that, but Google's always number one on the list. It's
0: Hmm. hard to top them. What do you mean by that?
1: As far as like priority, like where you'd want to get the most reviews, um, we see generally that like bang for your buck, you'll get more putting more reviews towards Google than any other site.
0: Yeah, and of course, as I'm sure you know, there's this whole dynamic with Zillow and real estate agents, and right? Some people want yeah. to have Zillow die and pull away from them. <laughs> yes. so, but let's just face it, Yelp is no longer relevant for real estate, right?
1: Yelp is, uh, man, so Yelp is tricky because you're not supposed to solicit reviews there. So if they catch you, and out of all the review sites, they are the most likely to catch you, like Google does not monitor stuff. Um, Yelp is really picky and they actually have a policy against it. So if they catch you soliciting reviews, they can actually um, negatively like impact your profile. Like not only will they take the reviews down, they have a penalty, like a ranking penalty they can issue on you if they think you're um, doing something manipulative. Like it's it's crazy the lengths they'll go to. They almost go to too far of an extreme. Right. Um, so yeah, Yelp, there's not a lot you can do to influence them unless you're like literally, you know, manually asking people like, hey, do you use Yelp? Oh, if you do, great. Can you leave us a review? And like, you can't even, I wouldn't even put it in an email. Like, I, any, any way that Yelp can track clicks and stuff, I wouldn't uh, touch because they can yeah. see that. Yeah. They have it's ways of telling
0: too much friction. It's crazy. Yeah. Is there any advantage to a real estate agent having a, an independent agent, not a brokerage, um, having multiple, reading your article here, multiple practitioner listings? Well, there's really only two or three to choose from as a real estate. Is that relevant? Yeah.
1: So I would do it if like you have an office that doesn't have a million realtors in it, for example, because uh, those do exist. So if let's say you have an office and then you also uh, live like in another city. you know if you have two profiles then essentially you can rank in both cities, which is great. and it's perfectly legit because like I said, real estate agents do work from their homes. like they're not um, violating any guidelines there. And I also asked Google that it. it was perfectly fine. so we we originally thought it wasn't, but,
0: yeah, what if out. you are you know, a mortgage professional and you're licensed in multiple states and you're actually mm-hmm. generating business across those states, should you have multiple profiles?
1: Absolutely. But it's tricky because it's like, well, what address do you use, right? If you don't have an office, so, I mean, like get an office if you can, like even a small one. But like I realize that's not feasible. So people often go the route of getting like virtual offices or co working spaces and those get flagged very, very easily. So okay. yeah, they're not, you're not supposed to have a listing at like a location that you're never at.
0: Yeah. Um, challenging.
1: So, I mean, if you own a house, like I've seen people do this, they get creative, but like if you were like, Oh, I'm licensed in these three States and you own a house in the other state, you could use that address and like home address and, and hide it. Um,
0: Any quick advice for people? I know you see this a lot. Um, I have an old account and Google won't let me switch the info or whatever, right? Stuff like that.
1: Yeah, they've actually streamlined this process really well. So I actually have a video I did that's in Google's help center. Um, So it's like, I forget what you have to Google to get to it, but something like somebody else verified my listing. You'll actually get a YouTube video that I did um, showing you how to get access to it, but they streamline it. So you just have to request access and um, basically if the person doesn't respond, whoever has access to it, you, they'll let you re-verify it within, I think, three to seven days.
0: Mm, oh, okay. Great. Yeah. So they have made that better because it used to be pretty- Way difficult. better. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. So why did Google do this really? This change from the name for the fourth time?
1: I mean, <laughs> right, here. so I've been working in this space for a very long time. This is nothing new. They do this every like five years or so. So I mean, like it went from Google Places to Google Plus profile to Google My Business. I think I'm- Missing a few, I think before Google Maps, Places it was Google right. Maps. Yeah. yeah, like they do this all the time. So I don't know. I think their people internally just get bored. <laughs> no idea.
0: Yeah, right. but they, they do it. They do it a lot. Well, it keeps their job, right?
1: Right. Let's rebrand. This is better.
0: And they're doing away with the Google My Business app for small businesses, um, and and I've already like used the whole in browser, you know ability to, to manage your business. I have to say, it is a little bit simpler in that I don't have to log in to that third party app and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I don't know, it just creates a good, good news for us is it creates some attention for people Mm -hmm. who like help people with this info. So it brings attention to you, right? Mm -hmm. Um, brings it back on the radar that I really need to fix that thing. Um, any last just, you know, you're, you're in a room full of real estate or mortgage professionals. Like you've got, you know, three minutes to give them their last, your last bits of advice on, securing business leads from their their google business profile what would you tell them
1: Hmm. we do a a really good amount with um pr so like i mean this part is you know time consuming so you you need to have somebody in in your office that could help you with this i doubt you're gonna have time to do it yourself but just there's a lot of like local reporters and like um people that are writing that have the need to interview people or like get thoughts from professionals and there are so many around real estate like stuff like homes and like um, neighborhoods, you know, things like that. There's just a lot of um, pieces about it. So we do really well with getting links to our real estate agent clients from like those types of outlets. Um, it's a lot more of an interesting topic compared to some of the other
0: industries we work with. All right, it's Friday, I was up late last night. Help me understand, what are we, what are we, how are we tie in PR and interviews to our Google business profile?
1: Because links matter. So links are one of the biggest things to help you rank on Google. So the more people that link to your website, the better. Um, and this is something that most people don't do. So they don't think about links at all links
0: or Hmm, really? So back to the interview thing you're talking about, like if I had a PR or press or I was featured or, or links in general, the more links I have on my website will improve. And these are by the way links to uh, some other, some other destination, not my property.
1: People linking to you. So just the opposite.
0: Okay. Sorry. Right.
1: Yeah. So we use like, there's a, there's a service out there called Haro, for example, it's called, um, It's H-A-R-O, help a reporter out. And it's reporters that are like literally asking, you know, I need a, I need an expert in this area to interview for this thing, whatever. So that's one way um, monitoring queries in there that you can connect with reporters and stuff. Um, Again, it's, it's work. I'm not, it's not one of those things where it's like going to take no time at all, but it's uh, definitely worth it.
0: What about if you had preferred vendors or providers Uh, that would connect to your site, like movers, plumbers, you know what I mean? Yeah. Landscapers and all those hundred percent. So
1: like, that's usually the first thing we ask people. Like I, I, I did a audit for this real estate agent and her husband was a mortgage broker and they weren't even linking to each other. I'm like, guys, like, you know, you should probably have like a, Hey, you need a mortgage broker on your website, linking to your husband and vice versa. Um, and then usually real estate agents don't even link to themselves because they have like six websites and I'm like, okay, if this is your core website, why are your other websites not linking to your main one? Like you're literally losing links.
0: And that's just a page you can add on your website that says something like, you know, partners, preferred, preferred vendors or whatever. Right.
1: I mean, yeah, I, we don't usually suggest doing it like that because it's easier for Google to kind of pick up on, but like throughout your content, as it makes sense, like, you know, when you're talking about mortgages, you can link to, you know, the mortgage
0: broker, if you're talking about. So you're talking about actually like writing about these topics as an article
1: most people already have the content. Like when we, we get these um, audits that we do for real estate agents, a lot of them already have like fully fleshed out blogs and articles and things, but they're not doing, they're not doing anything with links. It's kind of huge missed opportunity.
0: Yeah. No, I remember that's a weakness on my own website as well. (laughs) All right. This has all been good stuff. I so, so much appreciate your time for those that are listening and they want to connect with you, find out more. You've got a great blog, lots of info. Where do you want to direct them?
1: Yeah, sterlingsky.ca. That's my agency. Um, the .ca is because I am Canadian. Um, but we we have uh, offices in the US and Canada. And then if you want to learn more about uh, local search, we do uh, conferences three times a year. Right now, they're all virtual. Um, and that is at localu.org. And that's U like the letter
0: U. Localu.org. Okay, got it. I'll make sure that's in the show notes as well. Joy, thank <laughs> you so much for your time. I've learned a heck of a lot. I'm going to keep reading and following you. So thanks for sharing with our listeners and listeners you know what to do if you like this episode hey leave us a review and thanks for tuning in we'll see you on the next one bye for now